tell us what keeps you going. Why are you standing up to this? What is your why? The government has been censoring and silencing and destroying and are killing the people and, and people like me who speak up and, and they're contaminating the vaccines uh, and everything else. To scare administrations and populations, take off the mask, go outside, put them back to work. They're killing people. They're destroying their economic lives like they destroyed mine. Ready to live at the higher vibrations where peace, love, joy, and good health are the daily standard? That's what this show is all about. Welcome to Vibe. And here's your host, Robin Openshaw. Hey everyone, it's Robin Openshaw. Welcome back to the Vibe Show. Today's episode is probably the most exciting one I've ever done in almost 200 episodes now. I interviewed Dr. Judy Mikovits. She is a PhD in biochemistry and molecular biology, and she has just released an incendiary book called Plague of Corruption. Her co-author is Kent Heckenlively. He is an attorney, and it's an amazing book about the 40 years that she spent in immunology and virology, where she talks about how we have been inventing viruses, genetically modifying viruses for profit and plunder, basically. Her first interaction with Tony Fauci, who is the highest ranked epidemiologist in the United States and leading the charge on COVID-19, spans back close to four decades ago. She talks about everything from the falsehoods and fraud in how we treat disease, to vaccine theory, to the germ theory of disease versus the terrain theory. She talks about things that actually do work about COVID-19 that you'll never hear from Tony Fauci. She talks about censorship. She talks about vaccines driving pandemics. She talks about why you don't want to wear a mask, that it's maybe one of the worst things you can do. She talks about whether COVID-19 is really as infectious as you've been told and how it spreads. Make sure you stay until the end because we both have some very hopeful messages for you. So welcome to The Vibe Show, Dr. Judy Mikovits. Thanks so much, Robin. Well, I'm excited to dig into this with you because I have heard some very fascinating interviews with you out there on the internet by some of my colleagues. Can we start with, can you tell me a little bit about your 40-year background in not only do you have a PhD from 40 years ago as a biochemist and molecular biologist, but you you worked as uh, an immunologist and virologist studying how the immune system is interrupted by viruses and infections. Tell us about that and your background with Ebola. Oh, sure. So I graduated from University of Virginia with a degree in biochemistry, an undergrad degree in 1980. Went straight to the National Cancer Institute to, um, and, and was part of the team that developed immune therapy interferon alpha, which was on the cover of Time magazine, March 31st, 1980, as um, the big if, a magic bullet to cancer. Can we take biology, our own biological response modifiers, and our own immune system and re-educate it to prevent or in or treat infectious disease? At the time, that was um, 
AIDS um, just before the discovery of, of HIV AIDS, but after the discovery um, by my next, my lifelong mentor, Dr. Rossetti, who in 1980 discovered the first cancer causing human retroviruses. So I went to the biological response modifiers in 1983, you know, and literally from that day on studied um, from the patient level and um, how, why people got sick, um, you know, um, why some got H AIDS from HIV and other people could be perfectly healthy, never knowing they even had the infection. So where that went in 1999, well, so I, my PhD thesis in, in 1991 really changed that treatment paradigm of HIV and turned it into, with the recognition that it was, it was a, a subset of immune cells known as monocyte macrophages, which had to be targeted with drug therapy. And we did that developing peptide T. And, and um, peptide T, of course, is the subject of the movie, The Dallas Buyers Club. So, and, and that's a, a non-pathogenic immune modulator that prevents the interaction between the T cell, which was dying from HIV infection, but they were called bystander effects. We didn't know why the T cell was dying because only one in 10,000 T cells was infected. So that work led to my, my PhD um, to, told everybody that the orchestrator of the disease was the dysregulated monocyte macrophage. So I, um, during the, my postdoctoral studies. Um, part of those studies was at Fort Detrick in USAMRID, which was literally right across a baseball field from my laboratory, our laboratory in the National Cancer Institute. So what we were doing at the time was, was literally the next step of my, of my um, journey was to understand how a pathogenic strain of Ebola known as the Zaire strain um, how is that different from the totally non-pathogenic Restin strain? Not on a sequence level, but on an immune response level. So what I did was, in fact, you know, so what I did there was to discover through, through the work, the difference um, was a cytokine, a cytokine storm that we've been hearing in the COVID-19. Um, so it was a cytokine storm, a pattern of, of cytokines that were it, highly inflammatory. Inflammation means flame. And we've learned over my 40-year career, inflammation is at the heart of um, essentially every chronic disease. It, it, that, that the flame, that the fire gets too high, we've lost the dimmer switches and we know what those are molecularly. And we've lost control of the on-off switches in, in the immune response from the blood stem cell communication to basically every resident tissue stem cell um, in the innate and in, in the adaptive immune response, your frontline defenses and your memory, your memory to an infection, to, to um, something. We've lost our ability to determine self from non-self, the explosion of um, 
autoimmune diseases. You autoimmune means you attack yourself because you don't know the difference between self and non-self at the molecular immunology level. So there at USAMRIDGE with Ebola, um, we just we determine an inflammatory signature of disease. Why a virus? They're essentially the same sequence. What and and then once we understood what that signature was, we could we could see um, at the molecular level in the sequence what were immunogenic, what was driving that flame. And so the, you know, the work was intended to take those immunogenic sequences and, and develop you know, not only therapies, but vaccines to prevent the fire from going on or going too high, such that pathogenic strains became non-pathogenic. Okay, so I have heard that. that, (laughs) You can go ahead. A lot to unpack. Yes, for sure. And you say that you started working with uh, Tony Fauci 39 years ago. I heard you say, as I was taking notes in another interview you did, that he is both evil and stupid. (laughs) And, <laughs> I'm sorry. Did I actually say that out loud? You, you did. You did. And I, I want to explore that because you've got half of America who think he's here to save us. And you've got the other half, it appears to me, roughly, who believes that he has committed crimes against humanity for a long time that are just coming to light now because he is in league with Bill Gates, who has stated he has a eugenics agenda and that population control is the agenda of this administration that that he seems to be working on. Um, talk a little bit about how you started working with him 39 years ago and what you saw play out. Well, I, I want to correct that. I did not start working with him 39 years ago. Okay. Um, I, I first encountered Dr. Fauci. Um, remember, I'm 24 years old. When I started working with Dr. Rossetti, um, 37 years ago, June 6, 1983. Um, Dr. Rossetti um, and, and I were part of the team that um, first validated uh, Luc Montagnier, Nobel laureate Luc Montagnier's isolation and discovery of HIV as a causative agent of AIDS, a possible causative agent of AIDS. Um, We isolated that virus uh, um, from saliva and blood. We wrote a manuscript and had it in press in publication. Um, And one day when Dr. Rossetti's out of town, Dr. Fauci calls on the phone. I'm I'm Dr. Rossetti's only employee technician. Um, I answer the phone and I'm asked by Dr. Tony Fauci, who has on the on the line, uh, Dr. Robert Gallo. Um, Dr. Gallo wa- worked in the National Cancer Institute. Dr. Fauci was the head of the NIAID, the National Institute of Allergy and Infectious Disease. Um, so Dr. Fauci asked me for a copy of the manuscript, which was in press. I refused because it was confidential. It was in press and it was highly unethical to give it to him. He became enraged on the phone, threatened to fire me for insubordination, told me he was, you know, the boss. I, I don't care. I'm 24 years old and, <laughs> and, and, and <laughs> I never really cared who you are. It's ethics and, 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 and reality and integrity and trust. You know, you don't tell me to do something that's illegal, immoral, and unethical. And I did not do it. 
when Dr. Rossetti came back to town from his meeting, um, he um, was bullied and, and finally gave in and gave the manuscript to Dr. Fauci, um, who uh, uh, held up the publication of our manuscript, literally leading to the um, spread of the virus for several months until Dr. Gallo could copy it, make it his own work, literally, um, literally steal and plagiarize our work, redo it in different samples, and which created, as you'll remember from HIV, literally, um, a war between who discovered HIV, between Luc Montagnier in France, who clearly did discovered it, it, it as LAV, named lymphadenopathy virus. So, um, and um, because of this so-called fight and, and this special interest, self-interest, you know, it's all about me, I got the patents, I own the testing rights, this, that, you know, uh, HIV spread around the world, not only to susceptible populations at the time, the IV drug users, um, you know, gay, gay men um, and, and, and prostitutes. Well, you know, Frank Rossetti and, and, and I and others in the field were saying, well, that's ridiculous. Retroviruses don't know if they're infecting a man or a woman. And there were plenty, plenty, plenty of data um, that said um, that, that, you know, there were women getting infected with other kinds of retroviruses, children, and, and, then, and, and that somehow they were getting into the world in a way that was very different from what we were being told um, as a scientific community, we, uh, and, and again, I'm watching this whole thing, you know, as a kid who's a natural products chemist and I isolate and, and make drugs out of plants and, and, bio, and, and your own biological immune molecules. And so I'm watching this insanity play out and, and nothing that Dr. Fauci, I mean, that, that single decade where he drove these therapies towards the T cell, which I just described in detail, um, because he had the patent unbeknownst to us, because in fact, um, Frank Rossetti discovered interleukin-2, which was what Dr. Fauci um, admitted on tape. And I really just learned this several weeks ago. Um, uh, and, and, and that might have been the, the basis of my anger of, of, of stupid, um, because um, in pure evil, I've always believed. Um, um, uh, you know, how can you, um, you know, so knowingly all of the data, all of the evidence says that doesn't make sense. That doesn't make sense. That doesn't make sense. And yet hypotheses of alternative opinions, and, and it's very important right now with COVID because SARS-CoV-2 coronaviruses don't cause the type of diseases and injuries we're seeing as a medical community. And I think you've seen that throughout the internet from the ER doc. Um, and, and, and doctors are given protocols, which they can't veer from uh, without losing their jobs. So, you know, this was, you know, the earliest interactions through the 90s because it was my PhD thesis, which I defended November 14th of 1991, so 28 years ago. Um, 
you know, and, and really it was, it was Magic Johnson um, who had just zero converted, that is made an antibody, meaning he was absolutely exposed to the virus because it, it got into his immune system and he made an immune response. So he became HIV positive on a zero test, that a serology test, um, antibody test. That does not mean he has AIDS. So what they asked me in my PhD thesis defense one week after that event on November 7th was when everybody saw that. And, and it's, it's also memorialized in Time magazine. Um, it's, a, you know, um, on November 7th, 1991. So you can go back and see the press and see the media and see how that was played. Um, and, and, you know, because it wasn't a publication and because I answered the question based on your thesis, on your molecular theory of causation and, um, and treatment strategy, will he or will he not get AIDS? And I said, he'll never get AIDS, but he has to change everything about the treatment strategy. And of course, that has what play, has played out to now we're like, wait a minute, what happened to AIDS? But because we, I didn't have to publish those works in a journal for three years before that, Dr. Rossetti and I had tried to publish those works in journals and, and what, what people on the outside don't understand is that... Um, um, you know, you, you have what's called peer review. And it's not peer review. It's competitor review. And if, if, if uh, you know, if somebody doesn't want a paper published at the highest levels of government, everybody has to check off on it. Those papers are rejected or held up um, and, um, and effectively censored, again, while millions more die. So I had tried to publish, we had tried to publish several papers on our work from 87 to 91. And one of the peer reviews we got when we tried to submit my PhD thesis work was, I didn't believe your last paper either. It's contamination. You know, and it's like, okay, that's not a review. That's not a scientific review. You know, I didn't believe the last one either. Rejected. I mean, this is throughout my career, every discovery we've made, because, you know, it goes against dogma and the old boys at the top, Tony Fauci, you know, you know, they set the dogma. That's impossible. You know, uh, treatment after treatment um, up for diseases, for cancers, for severe things. Tony Fauci and, and the cabal at the top have held up as anecdotal evidence. And we've seen all of it. Anecdotal means storytelling. We've got thousands of publications, um, for, for instance, for hydroxychloroquine. It's on the WHO, which again, a corrupt organization, obviously, in cahoots with Fauci and, and the people in our corrupt NIH at the highest level of HHS, corrupt FDA, you can't use that test, that serology test in COVID. Oh, okay, we're going to use a PCR test, which means we're going to take a piece of RNA out of your nose. That's not a virus. That's not an infection. Until it gets beyond your immune system of your skin, of your nasal pharyngeal passages, into your blood, a true infection that develops an immune response, that's not an infection. So the books are being cooked on, on who's positive in SARS-CoV-2. And even worse, even worse, the disease doesn't fit. We don't have a single causative agent. 
SARS-CoV-2 is not the causative agent of COVID-19. And in fact, um, and, and it's absolutely clear because if every person with that virus infection um, doesn't have the disease, it's not causative, just like I just explained to you for HIV. So for more than, since 1984, Zika, Ebola, swine flu, bird flu, uh, uh, you know, the Ebola of 2014 that killed 21,000 Americans. Um, Tony Fauci has led the way to scare administrations and populations into vaccine strategies, into the um, Vaccine Injury Compensation Act of 1986, where all liability was removed um, from manufacturers of unsafe, untested vaccines, where that law has been, been broken, that law when put in place said the vaccine schedule has to be tested every two years. Dell Big Tree, Bobby Kennedy Jr. with their FOIAs and legal um, inquiries um, finally got a judgment in November of this year that said CDC has to take down vaccines don't cause autism because they couldn't produce a single paper that say uh, it, it doesn't, not one, not one safety study has been done on anything on the schedule for 36 years. And now it's very clear that these novel viruses, whether coronaviruses or retroviruses, the XMRVs we isolated from horribly sick people um, and, and many, many, and, and highly associated with a mouse virus that jumped into humans from a contaminated blood supply and contaminated vaccines. It's, it's all very clear. There's a tremendous amount of data on the corruption, the self-interest, the patents, the conflicts of interest of not only Tony Fauci, but Deborah Burks, Robert Redfield, who, who um, literally um, made our entire military sick and pushed his own agenda of evil that that somehow HIV AIDS was God's punishment of people for their behavior. That's not how God works. So these people at the top need to go away right now. They're not stupid, but they're saying stupid things. The last thing you do is vaccinate um, with an influenza vaccine if you're trying to prevent another upper respiratory infection. That's clear for years. The data to support it. They even support it just last year, testing done in the military with respect to sars Cove too. So all, everything needs to stop. Um, the, the vaccine injury compensation program needs to end. Um, Tony Fauci and everyone at the heads of the FDA, the CDC, the EPA with environmental toxins like 5G, like glyphosate and Roundup. Our soil is contaminated. Our, war is, our water is contaminated. Our air is contaminated with, with chemtrails, with spraying. So these organizations 
organizations are not in any way protecting the public health and, and leading it all um, is, is Tony Fauci threatening every president since Ronald Reagan and removing more and more um, constitutional rights, religious freedom, basic humanitarian um, human rights um, on, for, of informed consent and what to do with your own body and then driving medical doctors who are currently treating with absolutely the wrong treatments and denying patients and treating patients like criminals who go in there. And I just spent the last half hour on the phone with one of them. So at any rate, I, that, that probably is more than you want to ask, you want as an answer. So you can circle back. But I, he was never my boss. I never worked with him directly. And I never encountered him again until 2010 um, when he was ordered, directed by Francis Collins to investigate, to do, to do a, a, a very large multi-cohort um, study on the mouse cancer-causing viruses, the XMRVs that we discovered and isolated and proved with hundreds of different methods, not just one test, a confirmatory test. Every one of those PCRs needs a confirmatory serology test and, and vice versa. Serology tests need confirmatory sequencing to show it's it's not crosstalk of antibodies. So they know this. They've known this forever. We did it in HIV. We did it in everything else. We did it in XMRVs. And all bets are off for coronavirus, COVID-19. We had nine, at least nine zeros. There was nine zeros, 10 to the minus nine chance that XMRV was associated with chronic fatigue syndrome by accident, by chance. That's the zero one, one in 100, 99% confidence is, is, is what most scientific data get. We had nine zeros in front of that and the journal science would not let us call it highly significant. Our data is being censored by the journals. The journal science, you know, literally commissioned and published fraud and allowed Tony Fauci, you know, when Francis Collins asked him to do that replication study in September of 2010, because the, the data that I presented about the, uh, the patient population in London had negative controls um, of 4%. That's, that's at least 25 times HIV. That means tw tw um, 25 million Americans in, in 2010 were infected with mouse cancer causing viruses that, that and, and, and Francis Collins asked me where the controls came from at that NIH meeting. And I said, the blood supply of London. So we had been doing a blood supply talk here since our paper came out in science, showing the isolation of a new family of cancer and AIDS causing retroviruses, the XMRVs, those mouse-related viruses. And when it became clear that the way these viruses jumped into the human virome was via a contaminated blood supply here in the United States, as much as 10%, the work of 2010 and 11 showed, 
and contaminated vaccines, which the every level of the government, um, from the NCI head at the time, Harold Varmus, back in 90, 1999, when they started this xenotransplantation program. Xenotransplantation is any time you mix the uh, human and animal tissue, whether a surgery procedure or an injection by a vaccine. When you're mixing animal and human tissue, you have the opportunity to have a novel virus emerge that otherwise would not um, have infected humans for millions of years, if, if not, if, if at all, if ever. So talk a little bit about the risks of mixing animal tissue with human tissue and what that has to do with this situation we're in in 2020. Well, that's exactly okay. So what what are the risks of mixing animal? So we're injecting into a 2-month-old a um a, 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 we do a vaccine known as Pediorix or if you'll just and that's um hepatitis B um and it, and it also contains IPV, the the um polio vaccine, the current polio vaccine. That virus, that antigen for the vaccine, you cannot get an immune response unless you, in, unless you, um, you, you don't have a vaccine unless you've injected some part of the antigen. And in the case of the polio vaccine, they're live attenuated viral vaccines, um, meaning they passage them, they grow the antigen in an animal cell line known as Vero monkey kidney cells. And we have for, for many years, initially in order to attenuate the polio virus, that is make it weaker, we passed it in the 1930s through mouse brains. It literally passaged it over and over, just took a needle, injected it into a mouse brain, pulled out all the mouse brain, degraded all the tissue, and then did it again, isolated the virus. And eventually the idea, like I mentioned ago with Ebola, was that the idea is to make it weaker so that you can in, then inject it, infect with it, and, and the person will develop an immune response without developing the disease because we've taken away the disease signature as the mouse immune system of the brain cripples the, the, the polio virus. So how does that have anything to do? Every single vaccine that has animal tissue where you grow the, the antigen from um, influenza vaccines with, with that we grow in chicken eggs or in the, it, in the case of the Italy vaccine that they, that they gave to Italians a new vaccine, again, untested, January, I guess, started in 2019. They, they gave to you know, the a, a Italian population a vaccine that contained four attenuated influenza uh, and, and um, was grown in, in dog cells, so in dog kidney cells. And, um, and so these um, dogs have coronaviruses. The, the, the pieces and parts of the receptors are on, a, a, you know, influenza viruses. They can, it's called recombination. They can recombine, especially if you put them into immune compromised hosts. That polio grown in mouse and grown in, in um, uh, you know, picked up dormant mouse viruses 
So the, the retroviruses don't bother the mouse, just like I mentioned earlier, but they could wake up and, and actually infect um, you know, an immune compromised host. So immune compromised is a two month old. They don't have an immune system. So we're literally injecting viral monkey kidney cells from which HIV evolved, simian immune virus. Some forms of HIV came from viral monkey kidney cells, different strains, different things, doesn't matter. You've got sequences of HIV and you're injecting them into a child. In the original polio vaccines used forever, we had simian virus 40, not a retrovirus, but another cancer-causing virus. And you'll see, you'll see all of this um, in, in, in Bobby Kennedy's foreword um, of our book, Plague of Corruption, because he understood, I had no idea of the extent and breadth of this because I only focus on, on, on what I'm telling you right now. But then he knew the history, other things, and he started bringing out how other scientists are attacked and murdered so, or, and, and, and their careers destroyed in order that the government for now, I don't even know, a hundred years um, has been has been censoring and silencing and, and destroying, um, you know, the, the, um, anyone who dares, um, you know, go against the, uh, and, and expose um, how the explosion of infectious disease, of autism, of autoimmune disease, and, and of, of cancer, 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 and they're all associated with, um, you know, the vaccines and the contaminants, they call them adventitious agents. And it's not just the retroviruses. That's just my story staying in my lane. So how all of that has to do with what's, what's going on with COVID-19 is that coronavirus is clearly not a natural evolution. It has some strains have sequences of HIV in them, both HIV GP120, that envelope, the, the part that attaches to the cell. GP41 is the part, it's like the hat, the coating on the virus, but then there's a, a, a portion that sticks into the cell, like just say, you know, pokes into the cell and, and, and sticks it there forever, allowing the viruses, the particles to enter the cell and be taken up by the cell and then take over the cell machinery and grow. So, so now we've got a coronavirus that normally would only affect the epithelial cells in the airway. Um, oh, okay, no problem. Um, the immune response to that is clear, except in the immune compromised, and, and we have to keep the flame from getting too high. Otherwise, it's just a mild flu, or for most people, they, they, um, they get nothing, uh, meaning they don't even know they had it, a, a silent infection. The government is misrepresenting silent infections. They're misrepresenting recovery, which in fact may mean we've got a natural herd immunity. Um, we only need to protect those at risk. We have the immune therapy, that type one interferon I made in 1980, which could be um, a single vial made by Merck called Alpharon or, or um, 
Roar for Ron, can't, I don't know the names of them at this time, um, for $600 could protect a, a, a thousand people, two doses a day, very low dose for a week. And did we use that $600 vial and send that around to mitigate this infection? Did we use the hydroxychloroquine um, with the anti-malarial drugs, which are uh, on the WHO list of essential medicine? And we know they can calm um, co-infections, co-pathogens, other types of parasites and viruses that cause lung inflammation, that turn that flame up high? Can we calm all of this down and restore, you know, function and, and prevent the most vulnerable from getting sick while putting the rest of, leaving the rest of the population out there to work? Um, yeah. This is, this is, you know, we didn't, we didn't do these, force a president to do these draconian measures based on fraud, based on lies. They know, oh, Tony Fauci, you know, they, they, the FDA stopping the right test from being done, the serology test. Oh, does that remind us of HIV and how we spread that around the world? How, how did this spread around the world? They allowed it to spread around the world. And then they tell the sick to wear masks. A person with COPD who can't breathe cannot possibly wear a mask and breathe back in their own CO2. You're preventing no one from getting infection, infection because somebody with a piece of RNA in their throat that you have to amplify or in their, at the upper parts of their nasal passages that you have to ampl amplify um, <laughs> zillion times in order to see it is not going to cough it into the air six feet in, in um, at the beach. They are going to amplify their own reactivated viruses of all kinds and make themselves sicker. And then when they go to the hospital and said some somebody says, "Oh yeah, you test positive sir, for for coronavirus," sure. Yeah, and you have the symptoms, sure. Yeah, we've been injected with them for decades. You know, we all have coronaviruses. The right thing to do, if there's an antibody there, you treat the biology. They're not treating the biology, the protocols that they're using based on the narrow definition and yet of, of this is the only causative agent of these diseases are killing the people are killing the people and and people like me who speak up like the ER doc who doesn't follow co protocol is is sent out on his own so it has everything to do with the current situation because SARS-CoV-2 does not by definition of every part of medicine cause COVID-19 there are clear other viral microbial and and energetic causes like or contaminated causes like glyphosate like um 5g um in a susceptible population which is which is causing this by putting COVID-19 on a death certificate, refusing to do one autopsy to prove to me what I had to prove to everybody that those microvasculatures are popping with coronavirus, whole infectious coronavirus, not a little bit of RNA you have to amplify. Show me the proteins, show me the rest of the virus, show me the electron micrograph, do a single autopsy. None of that's been done. Why? Because they're covering up, because it's not this coronavirus. They're covering up 40 years. They're burying them without autism. You can never say XMRV again, just like they did with HIV, 
in, in the 1980s, mass graves, Ebola. They're covering up that the Ebola outbreak of, of 2014 had nothing to do, um, had little to do um, with a natural evolution. No, I'd say nothing to do. And that virus was about, uh, that virus that I worked on in, in 1999, that was released intentionally or unintentionally, I think because it was 2014 and it just so happened to coincide with the time that William Thompson confessed that that um, that they had covered up the data that MMR vaccine can and does cause autism in a susceptible population, and that that one of those susceptible populations, black babies under three, happened to get fourfold more autism if given MMR before the age of three. All of this weighs exactly on today because it's, every, it's half of America. And with COVID-19, no doubt, but caused by contaminated blood supply up until 2011 when they cleaned it up um, quietly um, and, and vaccines, which they can't clean up. It, and with, you can't clean an antigen away from the cellular debris. Um, at least they don't have to because there's no liability. So we know the Zika outbreak is associated with a vaccination program and a spraying uh, over in Brazil. Of, of mosquitoes, a release of mosquitoes. We think of chronic Lyme. You know, chronic Lyme is not just Borrelia. Our work showed very clearly it was Borrelia and, uh, and um, Babesia and XMRVs. Cell cultures also carry mycoplasma, mold, um, uh, you know, uh, uh, Borrelia, Babesia, these other pathogens where the, the country has been told, the medical professionals have been told, these people are crazy, there's no such thing, where data after data after data pile up. And it's been, our, our work has been censored, the doctors have been killed. If they treat with simple antiparasitic um, um, products or antiviral therapies, they lose their license, they're targeted or they're killed. Because when you cure a disease, you know what caused it. And I think the reason for the explosion right now, COVID-19, is they got caught. Read the last chapter of our book, Know, know the work of, of Del Bigtree from last November. Know the, know the work of Bobby Kennedy and the Children's Health Fund, Andy Wakefield, Dr. Suzanne Humphreys, Dr. Brian Hooker, who exposed the corruption at the CDC now that, that occurred now 20 years ago. Oh, that just happened to coincide with the first SARS, severe acute respiratory virus release. Uh, um, you know, and it's clear all of these viruses are manipulated in the laboratory. These are not natural evolution. You don't mix animal and human tissue and inject it into anyone that's satanic or fetal, fetal tissue. Um, we've got fetal tissue in those vaccines, fetal cell lines, WI38, uh, and I forgot the name of the other one, doesn't matter. Um, we worked with them my entire life, and, and they're contaminating the vaccines uh, and everything else. 
And, and what should happen is the entire vaccine program should close right now. We should re repeal the Vaccine Injury Compensation Act uh, and the Bayh-Dole Act um, of the early 80s, which allow investigators to, to patent the work that, that, the, um, that the taxpayer paid for. And, and so there's so much that the government can do right now and, and, and within the authority of, of President Trump, repeal those two acts, bring back um, liability for manufacturers who knowingly um, perpetrate fraud and unsafe products you know, on, the, on the population to hold up the entire world for the development of, of a vaccine that hasn't happened, that hasn't, you know, not once have we ever, there's no vaccine despite trillions of dollars for HIV. Redfield, Burks, Fauci perpetrated fraud in those studies knowingly and killed people with unsafe vaccines. What's happening right now? Oh, they're, they're testing. Co SARS-CoV-2 vaccines, untested. They're testing them on little children in, in Africa. Why are we testing them on the black people? You know, why? Um, you know, this, this is all total plague of corruption and it, and it has to end now. Everybody goes back to work. Everybody goes back to work right now. Forget the three phases. If you're healthy, go back to work. If you're sick, stay home and healthcare insurance. You know, essentially close and reorganize the FDA, close the CDC and reorganize. Take the money that they have stolen, billions and trillions of dollars in their little circular door between Big Pharma and these agencies. Same thing with EPA, and that's the work um, um, Dr. Uh, David Lewis, L-E-U-I-S, um, science for sale. His scathing, you know, same thing happened to me, him, um, that happened to me with the exception of they don't jail men, um, they just take out women. Um, uh, at, at any rate, um, they, they ruin their careers just the same. He, he suffered. So Dr. David Lewis, reorganize the EPA, close and reorganize the FDA, take the trillion dollars that we spend, a third of our gross natural product is HHS. And it's mired in corruption, in conflicts of interest, in money back to big pharma, and in huge rising healthcare costs. When I develop a drug 30 years ago, and I should be, and, and patients should be able to buy that drug for pennies, they're off patent. When, um, for, and, and yet it costs $8,000 a dose. You know, who can afford that? Wait a minute, that makes no sense because the cabal owns all of medicine and they're keeping us sick and that's the game. Or the small company I've consulted with making a safe natural product proved in a clinical trial in 2011, that drug was safe, proved it beyond, you know, in, in humans, in use, in people severely ill with, with cancer. It's a safe natural product that targets those disease signatures and, and normalizes your immune response and boosts, boosts your immunity. All the things, that's what I do. I translate discoveries into therapeutics that for less than $200 a month, every American could get 
get right now. But why not? Oh, the FDA won't approve it because you have to bribe our FDA and get in line. So that company CEO passed away a few weeks ago, um, literally with the drug never making the market. Pe Candace Pert, who discovered and developed peptide T almost 40 years ago, 35 years ago, could have made a huge impact, not only on, 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 on HIV, but, but here again, on COVID-19, on SARS-CoV-2 with the HIV sequences, which Luke Montagnier reported in the last few days, publicly are part of the virus. It clearly is not natural made. Does that not mean it's a problem? Sure. How many of these have we released on the population? And can we stop it right now? Yeah. Close all of this, fire all of them, put criminals in jail for criminal activity and, and, and stop all of this. You know, and we could do it right now with those few simple steps. And the money could be returned to the victims of, of this. I mean, for the last 40 years, we need to mine the data in vaccine court. The, the, the VAERS, the Vaccine Adverse Event Reporting System, of which only 1% has been made, um, um, you know, is, it, it reflects only 1% of the actual injury. The government holds that secret. Give that to people who can mine that data and understand why certain people are getting sick at the molecular and immunology level, just as we did to change the paradigm of HIV AIDS. We could change it tomorrow and understand how, not only could we make a safe vaccine using peptide T, using the natural adjuvant interferon alpha and take out these toxic heavy metals, aluminum and mercury that are um, destroying our immune response and, and causing the, the tremendous uptick in Alzheimer's disease, the brain injuries with, in the kids with autism, in the, in the people with ME-CFS, Parkinson's, um, I, I can't even, uh, Lou Gehrig's disease. Clear, we can fix all of this, but we have to stop everything now. And, the, and it has to start with revealing to everybody, this is a huge plague of corruption by a small number of people who have huge conference of, uh, conflicts of interest and cover up of their, their, of their literal crimes against humanity for, more, for almost 40 years. Okay. So I have so many things that we could circle back on and ask you to give us like the 60 second, put a fine point on it. Uh, circle back, but I do want to just mention a few things just because I think they're so important. And a lot of people listening, you know, my audience is lay people, um, are, are going to feel like, wow, she flew p past that. It has been devastating to watch Tony Fauci stand at the head of this crisis and be dismissive of hydroxychloroquine, to be, to be completely dismissive of things that we know strengthen the immune system, like zinc, or taking some vitamin C, taking some vitamin D3, or getting out in the sun, taking selenium. That's like the best, best vaccine right there that you, or the, the best immune support you could get right there, cannabis, the things that you advocate for. I want to touch on the fact that if you don't know what this is, uh, she said that 1% of those who've been who've been injured by vaccines have even been addressed by the vaccine court. But what she's saying is that there is a law passed in 1986, which makes the pharmaceutical companies that make vaccines immune from prosecution, which means guess who pays 
their, you know, pays those legal bills out uh, when they settle in vaccine court. That's you, the taxpayer, paid $4 billion out to vaccine injured children, even though uh, they will not even touch autism. They don't, they won't even entertain autism. And that was fraud in that court in 5,000 case ombudsman study. And, and those data should be made. Everything that happened in that court should be made public. And so Dr. Mikovits is saying we should go use that as, as, as important information to get to the bottom of this, bring the CDC down, bring the WHO down. And use it to treat, use it to treat. We don't care about them. Close them immediately. Use the information to treat and we can do it. We have the brilliance, we have the technology, we have the experience. And I'd love to circle back with you because there's a lot in your book um, that's just come out about your experience with watching the fraud and the cover-up with chronic fatigue syndrome and with AIDS. So hopefully we'll be able to come back and touch on those. But I want to bring up something that you you mentioned a few times, which is very, very alarming. And that is that you've watched careers destroyed. You've you've uh, observed that people are actually murdered because there is so... The, the, the cabal and their behavior for decades now... Um, you know, it has to it has to move on and anybody who gets in the way may be in trouble. My own career is on the line right now. I get, you know, punched out every single day for the things that I'm speaking about, just the questions I'm asking. Yours far more so. So Dr. Mikevist, tell us what keeps you going. Why are you standing up to this? What is your why? I've, I've been at risk. Um, those two books were, were all at risk. Um, I The why is... It's the truth and, and God, you know, if I, I could have, when they were trying to kill me, when they threatened and carried out the threats to destroy the career. And please just go to plaguethebook.com because there's an entire chapter in our latest book, Plague of Corruption. You can buy it on Amazon in a Kindle version. Um, Hard copies, I think, have sold out. But it's a very readable book by your authors. Our first book was more science because I didn't know. Um, And and our second book just shows you the corruption and, and shows you how they've covered up. You know, like you said, as we stand up here and look at, at Tony Fauci, say, well, how can you say that's anecdotal? You know, but they, he's been saying that for treatments, for cures for cancer, for energy therapies, for, for, for natural products, Chinese herbs, the things you just mentioned, everything. The FDA says you can't make those label claims, except you can make a claim on a vaccine that's never had a single test. Really? Oh, so where's the dichotomy there? Where's the conflict of interest? So, so these are revolving doors, our agencies with, um, and, 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 and that's, it's illegal. Everything about what's being done in the FDA, the CDC, in vaccine court is illegal. It's against federal law. And yet nobody's putting the criminals in jail. Why? Why? And so this is, yes, I'm, I'm at risk, but the, I, I mean, it, and you don't even really think of it that way. I, all I had to do in 2012, when I, 2011, when I was being held in jail, um, without, without a warrant, without a, 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 a charge, without um, bail, um, without seeing a lawyer, five days in held in jail, and your audience will appreciate Epstein, attempted to attempt to get me to kill myself, um, and and um, I and and the, it's not funny. 
um, but the, the book is there. The, the book opens with a chapter called Scientist at Sea, As I Escape. You know, I literally escaped on a boat when my house was surrounded a week before I was caught and jailed. Uh, again, this is, this is censorship. This is scare. If, if they don't succeed at killing you or getting you to kill yourself by threatening your family, and they've carried out those threats all along against me, the only thing I do is I only obey God. Always have, always will. There's right and there's wrong. Just like that first conversation with, with Tony Fauci. No thank you. You fire me for insubordination or anything you want, but that's wrong. I won't do it. Never have. So tell us what, what were, were you whistleblowing? What is the actual thing that uh, you were threatened and sent to jail for? Um, oh, so what I, I was, because I wouldn't cover up the data of XMRV like William Thompson. So your audience has to educate themselves. Watch the movie Vaxxed. Watch the movie Vaxxed too. They're available. We have time. We're all at home. Um, I was jailed because I wouldn't cover up the data. And, and I, was, I was held there. Um, you know, until they really, um, in what, the, what I was told while I was being held there, I was told if, and my boss, Dr. Rossetti, I mean, my mentor, Dr. Rossetti, he was my boss for many years. And um, now we're part of a two person company here in California. My husband, everybody who was, was being threatened while I was being held in jail, were told if I signed an apology that said I made a mistake with XMRV, I'm sorry, it's a confession. It's not an apology. If I sign a confession that said I did something wrong, that, and, 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 and the confession also said, it was called an apology, it's a confession. It also says, I will spend the rest of my life doing honest research. And, and, and I probably said, I spent all my life doing honest research and, and, and I won't change. I show the data. The data should be evaluated by other scientists. Statistics shouldn't cover up the data like was done in the Lipkin validation study for the XMRVs, stopped by Fauci. The study stopped when we found it positive. Study stopped, let's not waste any more money. Everybody knows there's no such thing as XMRV and that's just that criminal fraud, Judy Mikovits, you know, who's doing this all. You know, this is, you know, what I was threatened with, with my life. Um, and, and, every, and they did take everything I ever made and ever did, but I, ne and I never, never signed a confession and I never renounced it. And that's why we wrote the, the books, because you got email trails. Everything I've said, everything I've said has a reference to back it up. I can prove exactly what Tony Fauci said, that he directed the confiscation of my two offices, that he directed the lockdown and confiscation of 30 years of research, two offices, all my notebooks, all my computers. And, and, and then when I still, when, 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 when my student went in there, 
and found the and found the break in Watergate style and what they were trying to do to set me up with a crime. He recovered some of the most critical data, meaning the patient's names, meaning the most confidential data that was always locked in my office and was never removed, except on September 29th, 2011, the night I was fired without warning on the street, my labs locked down remotely. This, this, is, this was a setup. Uh, um, and then when I refused to play ball, they carried out their threat. Um, and, 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 and took everything um, from me, never a day in court. I'm still called a fugitive from justice at NIH, destroyed my career. The threat was published in Science the Journal, over 20 articles from 2011 through 2013 or 14, commission fraud. They commission, a journal commission, what they know is a fraudulent study and, and which should put the authors in jail. And, and this is the Thompson paper. This is the paper that the courts use to say vaccines don't cause autism. So this is, this is a horrific level of corruption. That's not just me. And, and that's what's coming out today. Doctors, nurses who read the books, oh yeah, I got that. Oh yeah, yeah, no, this isn't coronavirus. This is something else. What is this? It's XMRV. It's Borrelia. It's, it's 5G. It's glyphosate. You know, it's, it's who we're killing the people we injured. They're the first people to go and they're being treated wrong in the hospitals on purpose. Not, not because the doctors are bad, but because the people who set protocol up at the top, what Tony Fauci's telling everybody, what Deborah Burks is telling everybody, and we pour, you know, I appreciate your audience. This is complicated science, and they get away with it, and they've gotten away with it for decades. And now, now you've got an angry population who, in the, in the case of let's just say anti-vaxxers. They're not anti-vaxxers. They're ex-vaxxers because they've been vaccinated, they've been wounded. And if everybody doesn't see vax too and, and realize the people's truth, the people's stories, and you can clearly see the doctors on the movie saying, we weren't trained, we weren't told anything. We weren't given informed consent. We don't know what's in those shots. Oh, those shots were forced on people. And when parents denied them in the hospital, the nurses went two by two and vaccinated their children on the first day of their life with hepatitis B when they denied that. And, and so people are made to think. People are made to think, well, I vaccinated my child. You vaccinate yours. Why? If your child is immune, why do you care? Healthy children don't make children sick and shouldn't be denied an education in the United States of America. It's unconstitutional. Just like in the current COVID-19, healthy people don't make people sick. Take off the mask, go outside, put them back to work. They're killing people. They're destroying their economic lives like they destroyed mine and, and so many others. No, put people back to work put people back to work uh, it, right now. Healthy people don't make people sick. We touch people, we love people. So you can't, that's immunosuppressive. 
to not touch people, to leave an 85-year-old woman or, or somebody like my, my husband, an 81-year-old man with COPD, alone, away from his grandchildren. You will kill them. You will kill them. And, and that's the intention. I'm sorry. There's no other intention that can be discovered when everything we're being told and poor President Trump is being told every day is absolutely wrong. I see him like donning there's little awarenesses dawning, but it's just coming far too slowly. And then this whole staged going back to work thing. I'm with you. It's like there there doesn't need to be these these stages. You don't need these stages. Yep. Open the parks, open the sunshine, vitamin D, fresh air. Can you believe they told everybody to wear a mask? Um, because, you know, wear a mask. If you have COPD and you wear a mask, you will kill yourself. You will cause the very disease you're trying to prevent. And it doesn't have to have anything to do with SARS-CoV-2 because most of America hasn't been exposed. And even if you don't have COPD, one of the things my followers wanted me to ask you, one of the most common questions I got, because I said, I'm, I'm interviewing Dr. Mikovits. What do you want to hear from her? They, they wanted you to talk more about the, the, the mask issue. Yes, if you have COPD, it'll kill you. But what about everybody else? You talked in another interview I heard about that it's just, you know, exposing you over and over and over again to the virus. People don't understand a virus isn't a living organism. Talk a little bit about that for everyone else and the whole mask concept. Right. So the whole mask concept for everyone else is essentially the same thing as somebody with COPD. You won't kill them, but, but you will, you'll make yourself sick. We're, we're human beings. Number one, if your mask is just this um, scarf cover of your face, you know, all that does is make you breathe in and out. And I see people running and riding bikes with these masks. You know, it doesn't prevent mold, mildew. I mean, all the stuff that's in the air, the pollens, that it's allergy season. Those go right there into your sinus cavity, into your, it's called nasopharyngeal cavity. Okay, great. You're, and, and you're exercising. You're causing energy. You're breathing hard. You're sucking that stuff into your lungs and, and, you're, and you're sucking back in CO2. We don't do photosynthesis. We're humans. We have to breathe oxygen. We can't breathe back in our own toxic air. That's why you exhale. That's why you breathe deeply. That's why you cough to expel a pathogen. So, oh, great. You cough in your own mask and you, and you, suppress your own immune system. You, you use your own type one interferons in your throats, in your nose, in your blood. You, you, it's, it's horribly immune suppressive. Um, you know, probably most of your audience has never worn a mask before um, um, all day. You know, nurses and doctors who have to, um, they're doing, you know, they're, they're, they're keeping themselves from getting sick from their patients um, who, who may be doing a lot of things, especially the most ill. But the patient certainly doesn't wear a mask. They deliver oxygen through a cannula. So for healthy people, you're not getting fresh air. You're suppressing your immune response. You're activating endogenous viruses. And when you activate endogenous viruses, your immune system has to go and knock down those viruses. So anything else 
you know, inflammatory mast cells respond to pollen. And, and, and people with things like mast cell activation disorder, mast, mastocytosis, this is just a, a hair trigger reactivation of that very inflammatory cytokine signature of disease. Mast cell, resident mast cells, they get reactivated. Say you're, you get allergies or whatever. When you wear that mask, you're concentrating those antigens and you're making yourself, you're, you're sicker, it's, it's warm, it's wet, you touch it, it's abnormal, it's, it, it's uncomfortable. Those are all things that are immune draining, not immune boosting. And so you're making yourself sick for, with other sources um, and, 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 you know, and, and, it, and it makes no sense. You're not preventing infection, you're not preventing spread, you know, you're, you know, it's, it's virus coming from within. You cannot, it's an RNA virus. Viruses, it's an enveloped RNA virus. That means it, it's packaged in a little lipid, in a, in a little lipid protein structure that protects the nucleic acid. Just like our cells have both a cellular membrane and a nuclear membrane, that protects your blueprint. The blueprint of the virus is an RNA. The, our blueprint is a DNA. You have to transcribe that blueprint into a protein or a function. You know, I, I've heard Dr. Rashid um, Buttar say it really well. It's like an architect building a house. You have the design strategy right there. Um, what, you know, but until you go read the blueprint and, and, and the builders build the house, you have nothing. So an RNA that is a piece of nucleic acid, not even the whole virus RNA, just a piece in your nasal pharyngea that they dig deep and scrape a few epithelial cells, you know, almost like a biopsy where you go and pull out a little tissue that, that that's the, the virus must live in a cell. And coronaviruses live in epithelial cells up in your nasal passages, your sinuses, the back of your throat, your mouth, and EBV lives in your, in your mouth, um, in salivary glands, other viruses live. All of those viruses that are living there activate. You know, anybody that's ever had, you know, 99% of the population has Epstein-Barr. You know, these retroviruses that we know at least 25 million Americans, and that was 2010. Now it's, now it's probably 100 million Americans um, are, are carriers of these viruses. So your audience has heard carriers. What does that mean? They're not infectious if they're not coughing. You don't cough RNA. You don't have particles in your nose. They're looking at RNA in your nose. You have particles in your blood. You, you, don't, you don't cough that. You don't cough that. And, and you certainly don't cough it six feet. And, and yes, you can have it on your hands, but that's only, the, and, and coughing even, but that's only the very sick. And, and are the sick people walking on the beach? When you're sick, what do you do? Oh, you feel horrible. You have a bit of a fever. You don't even want to get out of bed. You can't open your eyes. You lay there. That's sickness behavior. That's your immune response clearing the pathogen. You don't leave the house. But if you're recovered like my husband and you have COPD, you must go out there and get fresh air. And he's not infectious to anybody just because he coughs, nor am I just because I cough. Mine is a congenital pleurisy I got because I was born six weeks early as an identical twin. So my lungs are always pleurisy means filled with fluid. 
So I always have to clear my lungs and I always cough and I will not wear a mask. And I just walk in the store and say, hey, yeah, I have a congenital uh, lung disease and, 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 and I can't wear a mask. Thank you very much you know, for your, I don't say for your stupidity, for protecting me because you don't protect anybody. I worked in an HIV, I mean, in a biosafety level three facility with HIV for 30 years. I pulled virus out of saliva and blood. I never once wore a mask. It, 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 this, you know, and, and I reminded Dr. Rossetti of this the other day. He said, well, we wore masks. I said, no, we didn't. No, we didn't. We're not, we, you know, we weren't at risk until in 2011, it was realized that mouse virus, that mouse cancer-causing retrovirus is contagious. So please take off the mask, go outside if you're healthy, protect the, the immune compromise, protect the very old, protect the very young. This is what we do in any flu season in my house. Wash your hands with soap and water. Those bacterial alcohol soaps those, or hand sprays, those can drive the evolution of more pathogenic um, viral infections because they're antimicrobial. They're not antiviral. That's not how it works. So I, I know it's difficult to understand, that, um, you know, this is infectious disease. This is what we've learned at the molecular level for, for more than 40 years for me practicing. And we know, even if you're infected with these viruses, we can keep you safe and, and, and we can heal you just like we did with HIV. And, and that's why it's important for, for your audience. I mean, we don't expect laymen to understand um, virology and, and, and we don't expect your general audience to understand this. And this is why that, that the, the people that protect us at the level, you know, the Fauci's and, and CDC and FDA must, they must be closed and, and cleaned out and reorganized and the fraud and the corruption removed because we rely on them. They're our public health. Taking somebody out of sunshine, out of a job, um, um, off the streets, arresting somebody on a paddleboard in the, in, the, in the ocean, that has nothing to do with public health. That has to do with fear and scare. Nobody should have to get tested. You know, I'm healthy. I will not be tested. I could care less if I have an antibody and I've been exposed to coronavirus or anything else. I could care less. It doesn't have any impact on how I treat. I will not be vaccinated ever. I will not be injected and I will not be forced to do anything with my body. And Americans have the right to say that. And, and your listeners have to stand up. Trust yourself, your family, your doctor for your health. If your doctor refuses to listen to you or give you informed consent or treat you as you wish to be treated, fine, fire them. You know, go somewhere else. Forget health insurance. My health insurance is God. And that's the way it's always been and always will be. I will not pay health insurance. That's unconstitutional. No bureaucrat can tell people how to practice medicine. Let the naturopathic doctors, the, the DOs, you know, MDs all work together. You know, we've got, if you're not an MD, you're nothing. And those are the people that are bought and paid for into using pharmaceuticals and can't use the very simple, natural, God-given, earthly treatments that we've known for centuries. You know, there's a doctor in Europe, maybe you've seen this, but uh, the news last week reported that he has tried to culture 
the virus from doorknobs, toilets, phones, surfaces, countertops, and can't do it. It's just a lot, a lot of, you know, just back to the original question. Absolutely. Um, can't do it. So yeah. we've been told, and, and this is, this is true for the beginnings. No, um, coronaviruses are unstable. They don't live. It's just, they're, they're nothing. Their coat isn't that, that little envelope isn't that. If they're dry on a surface, 15 minutes, they're gone. This lunacy of, of spraying down the, the, um, the, the, the little belt in the grocery store. It's, and, and that goes back to the mask with ammonia, with toxic cleaners, with Lysol, with all those horrific things. Oh, that's what you're concentrating, the toxins. You're concentrating pollution. You're concentrating aluminum from, you know, that, that's all over our world. You're, you know, you're concentrating the toxins in the mask and it's that that's hurting you. So, and, and, and all of this insanity, it doesn't live on the outside, leave your groceries outside for three days. Oh, that's ridiculous. I mean, nothing, and, and I've done this work, and, you're, and that's why I talk to your audience here. I've done this for 40 years. And in fact, the one thing that's the most frightening to me in, in the fraud with respect with how long this thing lives on surface is this one, you know, is, again, I'm just going to keep saying it. Your dogs, your cats, everybody has coronaviruses. They've never hurt you before. Your husband has them. You know, you've spare, shared spit with him for 20 years. You don't need to social distance now. Um, you know, it's stupid. Um, and, and, and wash your hands, wash your skin, natural, you know, natural lemon oil, eucalyptus in a, in a humidifier. I had a patient call me this morning and they were told to turn off the humidifier. You're kidding me, right? What did we use? Mentholatum when we were kids. How do we open up our airway? So a doctor is saying you're literally getting too much air. That was a, a, a renowned cardiologist telling a 57-year-old woman, you're getting too much air. What have we done to common sense and medicine? You're getting too much air. It's not possible. We have God. We breathe in. We breathe out. We exchange carbon dioxide and oxygen and we have a we have mitochondria that turn that into atp into energy <laughs> and 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 water you know and and that's respiration you know this is nuts this i mean this is insanity that people would even that 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 people can think this and and yes now doctors in europe so what scares me and i forgot to go back there is Every time we isolate a new family of viruses, we do exactly those studies. I take them in concentrated form. I put them on a countertop. I put them on wood. I put them on stainless steel. I let them dry. Um, let's just say in the case of XMRV, I did that experiment. I put it in saline, uh, uh, concentrated XMRVs. Um, uh, I put them in saline and I dried them on a stainless steel um, surface. I, I drew an X around the, uh, a circle around the spot. I let it dry. Um, I, I um, quarantined it off in my laboratory so that nobody working on the weekend. I said, experiment in progress, do not touch. Um, and, and I came back Monday morning. I, I took, you know, 
fluid like water and li literally reconstituted it like you would frozen orange juice and put it on um, a, a cell line in order to infect it. And, and it came back at 90%. So, so three days dried a, a contagious cancer-causing retrovirus, only one. HIV would, would, wouldn't last 10 minutes. Coronaviruses don't last 10 minutes. XMRVs, at least three days, dried surfaces. So what are we really looking at here, folks? Is this the big cover-up of the XMRVs? So that when you call it COVID-19 and you don't do autopsies and you look for nothing else except the RNA of a COVID, which is not a virus, which has, you don't die with an infection. We all, we all have EBV. Nobody puts mononucleosis or Burkitt's lymphoma on our death certificate or even EBV. No, they don't do that, do they? Because 99% of the people infected with EBV never get a disease. Well, let's, let's just put a, let's just say what that is. She's talking about Epstein-Barr. I am permanently positive for Epstein-Barr. I've never been sick from it. I'm also permanently positive from strep. And that is because, and I don't think most people know this, we all have trillions of viruses in us. We all have bacteria, viral things that might scare you. However, as long as our immune system is strong, am I right? Maybe talk just a bit about the germ theory of disease. Absolutely. The germ theory of disease is absolutely wrong. And, 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 and in fact, Coke, K-O-C-H, the person who, you know, was famous for the germ theory of disease. When we say Coke's postulates, you know, for proving an organism causes a disease, that's the germ theory. So I mentioned that a little bit earlier. You cannot say, you know, this, and I, I'm sure different people around the world in Europe, and I heard one in England say, no, no, coronavirus, uh, SARS-CoV-2 does not satisfy a single one of Koch's postulates. Because like you said, I'm permanent, 99% of America has been exposed to and has, is immune to EBV. We're all permanently positive. And that means we have an immune response. Should we ever encounter Epstein-Barr virus again? We'll never know we encountered it. We'll never know we were exposed because we have a strong immune system. So what's absolutely clear and I believe it was Claude, Claude Bernard, I can't remember his name, there, you know, through a hundred years ago, he and Koch thought about this. And, and, it's, um, and, and, and Koch admitted on his deathbed that Claude was right, that it's the immune system, it's the terrain. Keep the healthy terrain, keep the terrain healthy, and you survive um, the infection. You know, this is the fight in medicine revisited, you know, literally a hundred, uh, uh, you know, a hundred years later. And, and it's not the germ theory. We don't make vaccines to things. We develop immunity. Every single vaccine, um, including smallpox, and that's, that's information I get from Dr. Suzanne Humphrey's wonderful book, um, Dissolving Illusions. Every single vaccine program is associated with severe disease outbreaks. And just as COVID-19 is associated most strongly with the vaccination program for influenza and where data support, where data support that the, the, that the flu vaccine is driving this pandemic. And I'm not saying the vaccine 
is contaminated. It could be, but you don't have to go there if you consider what you just said. You strengthen your immune system. You don't inject another pathogen with more animal tissue and send all of your troops and your entire military off after a different pathogen, leaving your back flank open so that you literally give yourself another form of upper respiratory infection. That makes no sense. You don't do that. And, and that's why, again, why Fauci's evil. Oh, get the vaccine. I can't buy a roll of toilet paper, but I can get a free flu shot at the grocery store. I guess maybe I'd have to wear a mask and make myself sicker. The people with the flu shot are shedding influenza. We're forcing our nurses and doctors to get flu shots. And, and they're the ones infecting their patients as they shed. The kids who get flu shots are spreading the flu. They shed the live attenuated vaccines. The only cases of polio in this country in, in the last five decades are from the polio vaccine. But what does your CDC do? Oh, they renamed that paralytic disease, acute flaccid myelitis, because you know what? It's not the polio strain of enterovirus. It's two new strains of, of um, enterovirus that have evolved to have the ability to infect the brain. Enteroviruses don't infect the brain, they infect the gut. And so this is exactly right, um, Robin. We have an entire, you know, all kinds, it's called the virome, the viruses in our body that our, our immune system has silenced. We have the, the microbiome, the microbes in our body that actually help. There's a communication with helping your immune system. Know what's good and know what's bad. Know what's dangerous and know what's not. Know how high the fire, the immune response is supposed to be. These things were intended to be injected past our skin, where our immune system of the skin, past the nasopharyngeal passages, past the gut, where 70% of our immune system is. This is, it's the injection into the blood. And that's why every vaccine needs to be stopped right now. And we need to make the right kind of vaccines. But again, they don't make money and they don't, and, and they are, the, the ingredients are off patent. And I've mentioned most of them during, um, during this conversation. That's what has to end. It's keep your immune system strong. Um, again, take away the FDA's ability to approve drugs. The FDA is about safety of our food and safety of our medicine. They don't get to decide which patients we get to use which drug. We're the doctors. We're the formulators. We know the drug. We discovered it. We understand the pathogenesis. We do that. We've been censored from that for 50 years, since 1962. When, that, when oh so quietly, the Food and Drug Administration gave themselves the right to do efficacy of drugs. And now it's called off-label use and we need another study. And how many die while we do that study? Use the drugs now, let the patients choose their medicine, forget insurance companies telling us what we can and can't do because you know what? We can afford real medicine. We can afford real immune boosting. We don't need all this stuff anymore. And the country would be budget would be balanced and not broke. Okay. Since you've mentioned the flu vaccine, 
Uh, I think it's something like 60% of America refuses to get it. Um, touch on a little bit. I, I I was forced to get it in grad school once when I worked on the state hospital. Um, and I was sick 10 times that winter, never been sicker. Lots of Americans have had the same experience. I know that there's some controversy about the fact that people are getting false positives for supposedly for COVID-19 if they've had the flu vaccine. And also, if you can touch on this, this was censored on Facebook and it was from PubMed. It was a link to a PubMed journal article saying that you're, I believe it was 63% more likely to get COVID-19 if you've had the flu vaccine. Any of that you want to touch on? That, yeah, that's absolutely true. And yes, it's censored. As I said, science that comes out is quickly scarfed back because the, the public might get smart. The public might realize it. People might see the lies. So absolutely, as I've just touched on, the flu vaccine is driving the pandemic. Every flu vaccine made in animal cells carries coronaviruses, carries retroviruses. We know that. They're called adventitious agents. And what our government has admitted is, yeah, there are retroviruses in our vaccines. We see that on Rotatech, the pig one. Where'd we get swine flu? Oh, we've got, we've got circoviruses and retroviruses in Rotatech. And, and until last year, the excipient list on the CDC, and I'll send it to your listeners so you can see it because they took it down shows all the animal cell lines. And with Rotatech, which is um, the rotavirus vaccine given to infants, two months old, um, those, that vaccine had three pig viruses, including coronaviruses. The chickens have coronaviruses, especially the vaccinated ones, you know, especially, you know, and all kinds of retroviruses. I wrote an article several years ago, and, and Sherry Tenpenny did as well, even 15 years before that, um, for Children's Health Defense Zone. You know, what's coming through the needle? So the government's admitted these things are in there and said, yeah, but they don't get into humans. Yeah, they do. Yeah, they do. You injected them. Yeah, they do. They don't have to be infectious and transmissible. So this pandemic is what they injected in you, almost certainly driven by what they injected in you, and then wear the mask and you, and you activate them. And, and so this is it. It's from within. It's not an enemy from without. It's an enemy from within. And, and, and yes, 60% of the people refuse to get the flu vaccine, like me, like my husband, like our friends that are in their 80s. Um, and this is the point there, the, of, of the current COVID-19. Now you must get vaccinated. No, we must not. No, thank you. Come again. Go away. Do whatever you want to do. But this has to end. No, you're not. They give that flu vaccine four times the dose to somebody who they admit is immune compromised. And it kills people overnight. I've done these cases in vaccine court. They drop out of bed with, with a heart attack. And it's the cytokine storm. And you know what they write on the death certificate? Natural causes. And you know what happens when they don't say vaccine injury or, or influenza? Oh, from a vaccine? Their widow doesn't get social security. This is so evil on so many levels. Okay, we got we to gotta ask this question. Um, the link between 5G, why is this city with 1,500 5G towers of 60 gigahertz that's never been done to humans before? 
New York City, 1,500 towers. Wuhan has 10,000 towers, the biggest rollout, the earliest rollout. What do those two have in common is 5G. Nobody here is going to say to you, my dear listeners, that 5G caused COVID-19. But Dr. Mikovits, tell us what you see the link as being. Um, yeah. And, 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 and again, COVID is, is a trigger. COVID is associated absolutely, I mean, with, um, with, and I heard, I was corrected yesterday, and, and I'm not, I'm not into energy, but I was, I, I understand it's 60 megahertz. So uh, we'll, we'll have you check that out for your audience, but 60 megahertz, which is the, the frequency of 5G, will literally separate your hemoglobin from the iron, and then the iron in the form of ferritin ends up in the blood. And you can test this. Uh, ferritin in the blood over 3000 causes the exact cytokine storm, that inflammatory signature of disease that equals COVID-19. So I won't ever say, I mean, you, you, you know, just as SARS-CoV-2 does not cause COVID-19, neither does 5G cause COVID-19, but some of the clinical presentation is absolutely caused by 5G. So does pollution, because that is a lung irritant and Wuhan is heavily polluted, so does glyphosate roundup in your diet as that destroys your gut and your glutathione. That means your major intercellular antioxidant pathway. Coronaviruses destroy your antioxidant ability. Hyperbaric oxygen um, therapy is, is curative for that aspect of COVID-19. COVID-19 means coronavirus in infectious disease of 19. And, and it's a misnomer. It's not an infectious disease necessarily when other environmental toxins can cause the exact same cytokine storm and immune dysfunction we've been discussing for the last hour. So, so um, same thing's true with glyphosate, because in areas like I'm living in right now in California, we've totally depleted our glutathione by the amount of Roundup and glyphosate in our food supply, in our soil, in our water. I think that's clear enough on that. Yes. And... So I think you mentioned very early in our conversation, an ER doc that, that is saying, hey, the symptoms we're treating here in New York City en masse, tons and tons of people are not the symptoms of COVID-19. Like we know what that virus looks like. And this isn't that. And I think you're referring to, tell me if I'm wrong, Dr. Cameron Kyle Seidel, who went out on YouTube and there's like a six minute video. Anybody can go look this up and other people picked it up and put it on their channels. And he's basically, it's totally mystified. I don't even know if he knows anything about 5G, but he's saying, hey, like these patients that we're seeing, they're not COVID-19 patients. I don't know what this is, but it's like they got dropped at the top of Mount Everest and they can't breathe. That's also what happens in chronic fatigue syndrome patient. Also what happens in... Um, in, in some patients with chronic Lyme and, 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 it's in, and many others, and it's called um, air hunger. So that 5G separating hemoglobin 
from iron, the, the term is desaturate. So the correct therapy is to take a little cannula of pure oxygen under the nose or hyperbaric oxygen therapy. And that has nothing to do with the coronavirus because they don't do that. <laughs> they have nothing to do with your hemoglobin. They don't cause, I've heard deep vein thrombosis. I've heard um, a, a disease called disseminated interstitial um, coagulation, coagulopathies, your blood's clotting, your blood's getting thick. You know, that, that's radiation toxicity. We get that from cancer patients under radiation therapy. You treat that with hydration. So for your audience who, who want to understand a, a little bit more and, and read another simple book, read the book called For Life by Kenton Amber Brantley. It's a Christian book. And it talks about how Dr. Um, John Fankhauser, um, you know, with good old fashioned medicine, with the right treatment, meaning anti-malarial drugs, hydration, you know, he hydrated saline, vitamin C, and, and you know, the doctor, Kent Brantley, who got infected with Ebola, which he, who was the person that showed this Ebola that got to Liberia in 2014 was in fact, contagious Ebola, contagious hemorrhagic fever where you bleed out. That's not a coronavirus, you know? So, um, and, and so, but he did cure John Fankhauser who developed an antibody and that antibody was used as immune therapy. Again, we don't need a vaccine. We already have millions of people worldwide who have survived this convalesce making antibodies. Use those antibodies in the vulnerable. That's your vaccine by definition, a neutralizing antibody. None of our people are misled to think our vaccines prevent infection. They do not. You are injecting the infection. They don't make you make, um, they, they prevent you from getting more severe disease. They have you have a primer on your immune response, like you said, Robin, about EBV. So the next time you see that, your, your, your troops are ready. They're like, yeah, I remember that, a memory immune response, which no vaccine on the schedule generates. By, by, and, and you know that for a fact, because we have to give a flu shot every year. They don't work. Okay, so your publisher, you know, had no idea the run on your book that would happen. And I think that Plague of Corruption by Dr. Judy Mikovits and her co-author Kent Heckenlively, who is an attorney, Plague of Corruption, the printed version may be, may be out, but get the digital version, spread the word, spread this, share this uh, episode. And let me give you a last question that I think will give us a lot of hope. And that is, you said something very early in our conversation that sounds to me like really good news, is that with all the corruption that you've seen for decades, and you have had to endure everything, including being hijacked on the street and put in jail, you said, this time they got caught. Where is the hope in that statement? Oh, well, you know, the hope in that statement is what we're seeing right now, that, that your audience is listening. It, it, when you read the book and, and you see that now Bobby Kennedy Jr. thoroughly understands it from the viewpoint of, of what William Thompson did to cover. So they got caught censoring, covering up. They, they went so far out there thinking we're so stupid that we're going to think a simple coronavirus, regardless engineered or not, regardless, a, a simple coronavirus, you know, uh, you know, can cause, you know, the shutdown. Why didn't we shut down the world 
with Ebola in 14, 17. Why? Why didn't? Why is HIV curable? And and I should say that it's in the first book. But the worst thing that happened to me is I got infected with cancer-causing contagious XMRV that has killed many of my colleagues and friends with cancers, with with neuroimmune disease, fatal early dementias, um, and the hope in all of that is. Hey, guess what? We know how to treat it. I will not get disease. I know how to keep, and, and it's not just me. I'm, I shouldn't use the I, it's we. We, the community, Ted Fogarty with the, with the HBOT and the, and the decades of nutritional therapies. Um, he's a radiologist, so he appreciates that. You know, on and on, Stephanie Senef, her beautiful work with glyphosate. James Grunvig, his beautiful work with um, um, 5G and understanding it. We have therapies. We have ways to protect ourselves. Now that the cat's out of the bag, if we stop it today, and, and I mean today, because we're going, if we let them continue, we're going to bury the evidence. And a whole lot more people are going to die of what this, this infection, this, this lab, whatever you want to call it, SARS-CoV-2 is very real. And, and there will be people, susceptible people, who will die if they don't get the proper treatment. The tr proper treatment is pennies on the dollar. It, I hear them. And, and, and so the hope is, you know, we can, we can do all of this, balance our budget, straighten out the corruption that is medicine and healthcare today, have a healthy economy. We can all live, you know, um, you know, whatever God has us live. It, I, it was 120 years in Genesis. We can live healthy. We can grow our own food. We can end GMO. We can in, end the poisoning of our children and our families and go back to, to the world. And with the technology we have, I mean, man, all those smart eyes on it that like the, the, the ER doctor, um, again, the name that you mentioned, like, like recognizing the 5G. Oh, that's an easy fix if you know what it is. It's an easy fix if, if we don't allow um, the legislation to take away our rights and just start putting them everywhere, regardless of what the people think. So we, the people, can take back our health which is the most important thing for making America, you know, great again. How can we, how can we protect anything if half of our world is sick? And we are. And if we let them cover it up, why they really died, and that's what they want to do right now. They got caught. Read the last chapter, Kent Heck and Lively's brilliance at telling this story. Um, they got caught. And, and, and all the evidence is there. When are we going to right away arrest the criminals? Stop this now and, and, and show everybody. Because most Americans aren't infected with SARS-CoV-2, but they're infected with a lot of things. And, and we need to start treating them correctly and today. There is a petition to the White House. It's the White House's actual vehicle um, to sign a petition and tell uh, President Trump and our administration, how we feel about the Gates, Fauci, 
cabal-driven agenda here? Uh, Gates, you know, Fauci, um, number one, nobody elected Bill Gates. Yep. He has no, no biological knowledge. I don't care what kind of philanthropist. I have nothing to do with him. I don't know anything about him other than he's been pushing a vaccine in agenda. And, and I've been, I, I, I know of data from a few years ago where his own family doctor, who pro his career probably was destroyed by Gates, um, said Gates' children aren't vaccinated. You know, so, so um, okay, what gives you any kind of medical expertise just because you have a billion dollars, it's not philanthropy when you're forcing something without informed consent on, on um, populations outside of this country, maiming, killing, and rendering them sterile. That's an agenda. And, and, and Fauci, owning all the patents along with Gates, part of the Gates Foundation, threatened and, you know, at a, at a Gates Foundation fundraiser in 17, tells President Trump he's going to see you know, a next great pandemic. How do you know that? Unless it's a pandemic. So I, I'm sorry. And, and, and everything that Fauci's done to President Trump, you know, oh, Trump did the right thing. He closed the China borders. Trump did the right thing. He stopped those contaminated vaccines made in China and other biological therapies from, from coming into this country. Oh, he stopped the travel. Oh, he and oh, you're a bad man. Oh, you don't need masks. Oh, now you do need masks. You don't need masks. So they let it, you know, what, what is this, um, you know, this doublespeak? And, and when is this man, I mean, I, I don't get it. Why is he above all of the law? Why is he above all the law for what he's done to kill millions worldwide, knowingly, knowing, just as he knows, the flu vaccine is the absolute worst thing to do, or wearing a mask, or shutting down the economy to prevent the de development of natural herd immunity. So, uh, you know, this is, it has to end today. No phase one, phase two, that's them getting out of it without, you know, you know, uh, march them right to federal prison and, 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 and take all of their money and pay the victims. Close these corrupt organizations, reorganize them, we'll balance the budget, everybody will be fine, take the brilliant Americans and put them back to work. And, 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 it, and it has to happen from every person. Because, you know, I'm fine. I'll, I'll be fine. My family's fine. We go to Easter dinner and we kiss and hug each other. We don't have a problem. Um, you know, it, as far as that goes, but I'm sad. I'm sad by the people who are scared. They're, they're, I'm sad by the people whose lives have been lost because their businesses have been stolen. I, I'm sad. I'm sad too. And that's why I'm speaking up and I'm um, putting my own career and I would even put my life on the altar of speaking up and speaking up for our freedom. In the show notes, you will find the White House a petition to sign it. You can speak up that way. You can speak up by sharing this and stand there, stand there and stand your ground and write credible things on social media and share with friends and family this episode and also spread the word about Dr. Judy Mikovits's book, Plague of Corruption. And Dr. Mikovits, from all of us, thank you so much for your incredible courage. Thank you, Robin. I'm, I'm I appreciate your courage and, 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 and we see this, this is what we all have to do. Stand up, you know, stand up to all of it, you know, and, and um, 
take back our freedoms in our lives. And when, and when we do, you realize, you know, how healthy and how strong and, and we really are together. And, and, you know, we don't, I, I know it, it, you know, when you say you're risking your career and you're risking, you know, we may all be risking our very lives, but what kind of life do we have? if this plague of corruption continues. I welcome every single question to our website. Have the debate. Let's talk calmly and peaceably and say, hey, you know, we're not placing blame. It's not about hate. We can fix it. We didn't know. I did that kind of work in 1999. I thought I was doing a good thing. We don't know, we're not God, but we can go fix it if we all just admit and love each other and forgive each other. So, hey, everyone, I hope that you enjoyed that interview as much as I enjoyed doing it. One of the things that we have to do is we can't be divided. We can't be divided Republican versus Democrat. We can't be divided, you know, as Dr. Mikevitz talked about, is the people who are for medical freedom, the people who are for safety and efficacy testing of anything that we're going to allow injected into us. They can't be d divided against each other. I've watched that movement struggle with uh, personality conflicts. We don't have time for it. We don't have time for attacking our president. I would encourage you to join our private group uh, on Facebook, supporting you in 2020 crisis, where it is highly protected that nobody is throwing punches in there. There is no anger uh, or conflict allowed in there. We treat everyone with respect. You have to answer two questions to get into the group. One is, are you questioning? Is the mainstream media slash government narrative not working for you? If you're open to questioning, come on in. If you're open to being kind and respectful to others, come on in. In there is a safe place. There isn't a lot of safe space right now on social media, but in our group, we are sharing. In this group, you're an equal. You can do a new post yourself and share a piece of media that you thought was meaningful. You can ask questions. You will learn at quantum speed in this private group. I think that we absolutely have to start speaking up. One of the most common things I hear in this private group is, when I post, I get yelled at. My friends and my family turn on me. Listen, I've had to block three close friends. Okay, I will refuse to say an unkind word to any of them, but they have come into my phone and text message and, and called me names, called me an anti-vaxxer, called me anti-science, uh, all kinds of awful things. And I've had to block them just to preserve my energy because I believe that we were all born to this time for a reason. We didn't know this was going to happen at the beginning of March 2020, but here we are. And as we are, many of us parents or grandparents one of the most important responsibilities I think we have right now um, is getting ourselves educated and then helping share with others. And I've given you what I think are the action items here. Sign the petition to the White House. Uh, share this podcast episode. I think that Dr. Mikevitz shares incredibly courageous information. She's obviously extremely knowledgeable what decades, decades inside this system where viruses are literally you know, genetically modified by humans, studied and then deployed um, so that they can develop drugs. They create the problem and they create the solution. So uh, supporting her book, also sharing this episode, I think will be very important. But be grounded. Know what your why is. My why is that I want to stand up for freedom, freedom of all kinds, freedom from tyranny for my children and grandchildren and for your children and grandchildren too. 